Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by our friends at Locker Room. Locker Room is the first live audio platform built just for sports fans. On Locker Room, you can create and join live conversations with your favorite fans, athletes, and insiders. Whether you're reacting to breaking news, starting a watch party for a big game, or debating who should win MVP, Locker Room is the best place for live conversations. And every single week, myself and BJ Armstrong go on Locker Room, and we do a session called Hoopology. We answer all your questions. We talk about the Charlotte Hornets a lot and BJ just has a great time and we go on for like you know hour sometimes an hour and a half you know and it's it's been great locker room uh, is the only place again for live audio conversations about the sports you care about it's built for sports fans it's totally free anyone can start a conversation react to rumors or breaking news you can chat with your friends join live watch parties like hoopology or start your own debate joining the conversation has never been easier tap once to join a room and listen tap again to request to speak and before you know it you're on stage talking to your favorite athlete, podcaster, or another fan. Again, it is Locker Room. Go download Locker Room for free on the Apple App Store today and join the conversation. And now, let's get into Pushing Through. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it is Friday. The last episode, we had a great time with Robin Lopez. We talked about anything but basketball. But now we got to get back to basketball. Are you excited? Are you ready to get back to basketball talk? Or do you want to talk about you, Thor's hammer again? Did, did you say basketball? <laughs> did, you, did, did someone say basketball? Yes. We're actually going to talk about basketball? Yes. Okay, let's talk a little basketball. We we like that. We, we we can do that. We talk a little basketball here every now and then. I, let's talk a little basketball. I have to point out for the listeners at home, BJ is doing one of my favorite things. He's wearing a shirt that is BJ Armstrong. It is, it's BJ Armstrong wearing a BJ Armstrong shirt, and that's the full circle support I like to see, BJ. Yeah, you know, I would always wonder, and I've never asked Michael this, but I would always wonder, like, what is that like? You're, you're just constantly wearing Jordan. Or seeing your logo you're, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you go. So today I thought, I'm just going to see what that feels like today. It's Friday. I just want to know what that feels like. I like that. So it's a little weird. You look around and there's your name, you know, and I was like, oh, it's, a, it's a little weird. It's a little different. It takes a little time to getting used to, but I'm 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 slowly but surely working through it though. I I got to figure this. out where I can get my BJ Armstrong shirt. That's uh that's the next wave for me. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get that All out. Right. I'm just you know I'm just pretending to you know <laughs> yeah. just try to just, you know see what you know see what things feel like on a Friday. I like that. I like that. Well, let's get into basketball because things are not feeling so great for Dame Lillard. They are feeling great oh. for our good friend Chris Haynes, who has the scoop. He wrote the story, BJ, that everyone in basketball circles are talking about today. He said inside Dame Lillard's most frustrating season and how his inaction led to inaction from the franchise. The franchise being the Portland Trail. Blazers. Dame has obviously been there his entire career, but now we are at, it looks like, a stalemate, a standstill, a standoff, whatever you want to say. Uh, what do you think about that, BJ? Inaction is the word of the day. Woo! This is <laughs> this is a loaded question. That's spicy, you BJ. Know, maybe Midas can give us some sound effects. Stop <laughs> the brakes, stop the vehicle, and let's get out and discuss this. I don't know how much other topics, how many more topics we can get to. Okay. But let's talk about this one. 
Well, what it sounds to me is that there seems to be some communication from Damian Lillard and company, or let's just say Team Lillard. Team Lillard. And there seems to be maybe, again, I'm just, I haven't spoken to anyone within the Portland Trailblazers organization. So I, I'm just really, based on what I read. Chris Haynes has. But it appe- yes. <laughs> again, I haven't spoken to anyone mm-hmm. since this article. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you what I see. Damian Lillard appears to maybe have given some recommendations. Maybe some suggestions, as we will call it. And those suggestions maybe got glossed over or didn't happen. Now that they're not winning, there seems to be, well, we did it your way. Now, what? Mm. So I'm really fascinated to find out the following. You know, Damian Lillard is, he's one of the great people in the business. Great guy. And Damian Lillard has been playing the game for quite some time at a very, very high level. Mm. And now it appears to me that Damian Lillard has an idea of possibly what he would like to have around him to give him the best chance to win. Now, what I like about this article is that Damian Lillard Mm -hmm. is taking full responsibility for the performance that happens on the floor. And I I like it when players do that, especially your best player. So I, I I have a lot of respect for this. I think now it's at a Damian Litter is at a point in his career where he should have some input on what he needs. I think there's two glaring things. You know, I've said this in other interviews and I'll say it here on the podcast. Damian Litter, there's two things that's a glaring weakness with the Portland Trailblazers franchise. One, rim protection. You can't win in this league without rim protection, especially in today's game. You have too many guards out here who can break the defense down, get to the basket, draw and kick in the way the game is played. Because the way the game is played defensively, you have to have the last line of defense, a rim protector. That That's first and foremost in today's game, right? Whether that's a Rudy Gobert, you know. A, a Dwight Howard or JaVale Dwight McGee. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, mm-hmm. you know, Joel Embiid. You have to have a rim protector. That's essential in today's game. Now, you say, well, they have Enos Cantor. They have Nurkic. Those are very good basketball players. They're, without question, rotational players. But their skill set doesn't address a glaring need for this Portland Trailblazers team, which is they need rim protection. That's first. The second, Damian Lillard is their best initiator. He's their best ball handler. He's their best scorer. (laughs) He's their most clutch player. You're asking him to do too much. He's got too many hats. If Damian Lillard is the clutch Damian Lillard that we've all come to know and love and respect, then there has to be, you know, a way. There has to be a a way for the team 
and the organization to utilize his skill set so that Damian Lillard can be Damian Lillard, meaning let, we got to take him off the ball. If I ask Steph Curry to just be a point guard, that's not taking advantage of his skill set. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to get Damian Lillard off the ball so that he can be Damian Lillard 48 minutes a game. I don't need Damian Lillard wasting 20 minutes of the game initiating the offense. And trying to get guys involved, young guys, trying to get them to fit in. Yeah. Right. So, again, I think that to me, is it's been a glaring issue since I've been watching his career, just from afar. Just from afar. Like, how do we get Damian Lillard off the ball so that he can be Damian Lillard all the time? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that means, what, are we going to identify twos and threes or fours who can potentially initiate the ball, rebound the basketball, dribble it up, whatever it is, so that Damian Lillard can do Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Just like the Warriors have figured out how to allow Steph Curry to be Steph Curry all the time. I'm just not going to ask Steph Curry to be a lead guard. I'm not going to ask him to be an initiator, but I'm going to allow him and put the skill set around him so that he can be the best version of Steph Curry because that gives us the best chance to win. I think the same has to be apply when you talk about Damian Lillard. So those are the two things that are glaring. I love the fact that that Damian Lillard is letting this be known. And I like the fact that he's taking accountability because in the end, what is it? What's the one thing that every organization needs to bring it together? That's that's the win. Winning covers everything up. So if they are able to win, Damian Lillard is happy. The coaching staff is happy. The executives are happy. The ownership is happy. But I like the fact that Damian Lillard now has taken a leadership role in saying, I need you guys not only to hear me, I need you to listen now. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a great first step. I love it. And we'll see where this goes. But I like the fact that Damian Lillard is, is, is you know, he, he's speaking his, you know, he's, he, he's letting his perspective be known to the world and I, I think it's a great start and it's also letting the world know that he expects more I mean at, at one point in the season BJ you and I were talking about people saying that he was going to be the MVP of the league or he deserved recognition as being an MVP caliber player I know the last three weeks have not been that great for him but it hasn't been the worst season they're still in playoff contention they they've they have been here before and he hasn't said it's been the worst season but it also shows that the expectations have been raised from his viewpoint so therefore he expects more from his team and I think that's also a good note if you're Blazers fan don't read it as you know Dame wants out Dame wants to leave us just say Dame expects more from us well at some point you're going to have to have a collaborative effort with your best player Mm -hmm. let's just call it what it Mm -hmm. is okay and that has been going on since the beginning and I think Damian Lillard deserves that respect I think he's earned that respect and I think now it's it's a it's a it's time for everyone to step up to the leadership position and have an input on what they're all trying to do, which is win. So anytime winning is at the, at the center and the forefront. And if that is the unifying force, it's always positive. I like the fact that Damien has let this be known. I like the fact that he is just not, you know, saying, well, he's just playing basketball games and he's allowing, you know, the executives to make those decisions. No, he should have input with the coaches. This is how I, I feel I can best be utilized. I think he should have input on personnel. 
I think he should have the relationship so that everyone is aligned to the same goal. And then you continue to share these ideas to reach your final goal. So I, I think this is great. I love it. I like the fact that, you know, it's out there. Put it out there, you know. You know, you know, I, I like it when players do this. I mean, this is what it's all about. So, you know, good for him, good for Damian Lillard, and uh hopefully the Portland Trailblazers organization will listen to him because, you know, he's in the he's in his prime years right now. And I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and if there I mean, this is a, no, I was going to say, if there was ever a time to to listen to him, it seems like the time is now. You know, the the time, uh, they are the seven seed right now. They would be in the play-in game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, you know, we'll see how they fare. It'll be John Moran versus Dame Lillard. That'll be a fun matchup uh, for everybody at home. I know that'll be fun for you as the guard guru. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, that's fun. But Damian Lillard in the play-in game at this stage of his career? Especially after he just you know, did it in the bubble. He just had to that's fight what I'm saying. to get in that's, the playoffs. Yeah, this is this is... And when you look at their roster, you know, their roster warrants better production. It, it, because, you know, they have some big-time players over there, Yeah, right? Carmelo I mean, Anthony. You got Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, C.J. McCullough. They got some big-time players. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at this team as the the eighth, ninth, or tenth seed. I look at this team that should be in the top four or five in the Western Conference. And that speaks a lot. That speaks volume. You know, you're talking about Damian Litter. You're talking about a guy who was putting up massive numbers this year, last year, the year before that. And I, I, I think this team with their best player deserves better. I do. I, 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 I do. I, I think Damian Lillard is a big time, big time clutch performer. And you got to figure it out. I think everyone has that responsibility, and uh, I think this is a good start. And we saw one trade that they made. They trade Gary Gary Trent Jr. to Toronto. They get Norm Powell there, so that was their one move before the trade deadline. You mentioned rim protection. JaVale McGee was a guy that got moved you know, to the Denver Nuggets. That could have been an option for them to try to find someone for rim protection. So I uh, I do find it fascinating because we're past the trade deadline. We, we have the horses that we have, as they say, and we, we're going into the playoffs and the stretch run of the season. So even if you know there was in action as as Chris Haynes you know wrote in this article and what Dame said it is what it is at this point right I mean th this is the team this is the unit and uh you know you're only one game back from the sixth seed the Mavericks are one game in front of them so they still could vie up and get out of that play-in situation which I I think is their main goal at this point yeah you know you know that word in action it's it's not what it was said it's what they didn't say yeah exactly and that headline leads me to believe that there have been discussions of what Team, Lill Team Lillard has wanted or recommended, and it wasn't done. That's what that headline leads me to believe. Now, again, I, I, I think from a performance standpoint, right? I, I, I'm not speaking about the business of basketball. I'm speaking about the, the winning of basketball because there's two distinct camps here. There's winning and then there's the business. Mm. And Damian Lillard now is talking about winning. You say, well, what does that mean, BJ, about the business? Well, sometimes you're, you're up against cap issues. Maybe your organization or your owner doesn't want to pay the luxury tax. Maybe, you know, they have different 
long-term goals. You know, we have to take into account, you know, we because, you know, like here, we, 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 we like to have complete transparency. We have to talk about what COVID and all of those things has done, have done to the NBA and their bookkeeping. And especially being in a small market, I don't have access to those conversations clearly with Portland, but you must take those into account. So, again, I think this is a this is a very pivotal point for the organization mm. because Damian Damian Lillard, those type of players don't come around often. And what the last thing we want to do, or what, last thing we don't want to do, is look back and say coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta in Portland. Yeah. Because Damian Lillard has shown the ability and the loyalty to want to be in Portland. But you also have to have the ability to put together a team that can compete and at least have the player or the players feel that they have an ample opportunity. So so right now it seems to be a little, you know, there, there it seems to be a, couple of camps right now seems to be a lot of cooks in the kitchen and i think the main chef right now should be damian lillard Mm -hmm. i think he should be his voice should be heard i think he should have a big voice and then be able to communicate that with all of the people that need to be in that in that kitchen and um, hopefully they can figure it out and I, i just have to ask this because i do find it fascinating when you were you know your era of the nba you know there was a lot of you know headline manipulation narrative manipulation that was obviously done by you know front office ownership because they had control of those things right and now it does feel like with the the players and the player empowerment we see now dame lillard can have his view out to the world, right? He, he he can do his own version of that and say, this is what I think. This is my opinion. This is where I want the franchise to be. And like you said, we, we kind of get where he's coming from and the ownership can do the same thing. They, they can put out their message and say, this is why we didn't do something. This is why there was inaction. And uh, I, I find that whole PR battle fascinating as well because that that's a whole separate side of the NBA now. It's not just the basketball. It's like a PR warfare at times. Well, it, it, without questioning, it, this is a little nudge. I think it's very strategic. Yes. And we'll see. We'll see how this plays out because, again, we have an elite player. Without question, he's a top 10 player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Without question. Without question, he is one of the best at his position. Yep. Now, he wants to win and he wants to win now. And the fact that he stepped up and said that, That, to me, is very, very positive. I mean, we're talking about a player who says, hey, I want to win. What's wrong with that, (laughs) Tate? Okay? I would rather have that than the guy who just wants to come in and get his numbers. So this is the step. I think this is the Portland Trailblazers, this current organization. This is their moment of truth. Mm. Now, what are they going to do about this? Because clearly... They've had this team together for two or three years now. They're core guys, right? Nurkic, CJ McCullough, Damian Lillard. Yep. You know, they add Melo to the group. And then they've kind of, you know, Powell now is there and Gary Trent Jr. was there. And, you know, they've kind of, you know, mixed and matched those pieces. But the core group has been there. So at some point here, we got to figure out, I say we, the Portland Trailblazers organization has to figure out What's going to give them the best opportunity to win and be all in on that? And, and, and however it turns out, 
at least they were all in on it. Mm -hmm. And that to me is what sports is all about. You can't win every game, but try. Try. Put your name in the hat. Don't dip your toe in the pool. Jump in. And then let's see what happens. So I, I, I'm all in on this. This is this is my type of talk. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all in. I, I want Now I'm ready to get out there in Portland because my guy, I'm ready to follow that guy, Damian Lillard. To me, that's leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all in on this. Now, what you who, who's with me? That's basically what he's saying. Now, who's with me? Yeah, exactly. If you're a young guy on that team, if you're Nazir Little or you know some of these guys that are getting more playing time, you see that your leader, your guy that you're going to go to bat for comes out and says, this is our leading charge. You know what I mean? That's... We're we're trying to win here in Portland. That's all it is. That's the message. That's that's the message. And again, when you look at their team, there's two things that are just glaring to me. They have bigs, but they don't have shot blocking athletic bigs. So the Rudy Gobert's, the Andre Drummond type players, those players are going to that's going to be a problem for them. And they can't get Damian Lillard off the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have. They can't get them off. The, they don't have it. Yeah, they don't. They don't have another initiator. I mean, we talked about it with LeBron and the Lakers when they had Rondo. Was able LeBron could give him, you know, those duties. To, he could wear that hat and let LeBron do what he needs to do. And that's uh, Dame. CJ is not that guy. You know, that's just not who he is. So an Andre Iguodala is critical to Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green is critical. For Steph Curry, okay. If I just ask Michael Jordan to just, you know, be a traditional two guard, no, Scottie Pippen was critical to that. He allowed Michael to float, move around the court, be on the backside some, be on the strong side some, be at the top a little bit. Oh, by the way, we're gonna throw him in the post here because he hasn't. That's critical. Mm -hmm. It's space, All right? Then. You have space, and you have the, and then you have a lead guard that can space the floor. Whether it was a Steve Kerr, John Paxson, myself, Craig Hodges, that's critical. You want to take advantage of your best player's skill set. Damian Lillard is more than just a traditional point guard. Can he do it? Absolutely. Can he initiate? Yes, he can. Can he handle pressure? Yes, he can. But. What's the point of him, you know, having the skills that he has where he can score, he can play off the ball, he can play on the ball, he can play screen roll, he can play ISO, full court, half court, mid, mid range. He's got the whole package. Mm. So, again, I think those are the questions that need to be answered because Damian Lillard sees what we all see in this league, right? You got to have a certain level of versatility to play the game at the highest level. And all of that, the consistency of any good team will always be on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. That's why I said to you earlier in the year, if Brooklyn wins the championship this year, they were set a precedent because defensively, they were awful. I think they would admit they were awful at the beginning <laughs> of the year. But when you watch them now, they have improved a little. Yep. Okay, so defensively you need that you need the shot blocking you need the players who are going to play that way a certain way or at least defend give you the effort and the energy and then your offensive players have to do what they do and Damian Lillard is one of those players when 
the game is tight. He can he he can make big shots. He can play the full forty eight minutes in any game. Mm. Mm. You just gotta save him for those big moments because if he's wasting he, his time, you know, trying to do everything before that, he can't be Dame. Yeah, yeah. You There's know, no Dame you have time. A great player. Yeah. Exactly. It, you know, when you play with a great player, and I'm just using him as an example. When you know, when 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 you play with a Michael Jordan, I don't want Michael in the backcourt trying to initiate the offense. No. I just want him to do what Michael Jordan does: finish the game. Mm-hmm. Let Scotty and and all the other guys handle that part of the game. We just want to get you the ball in an operating area with a live dribble, and then I'll take my chances. If he misses the shot, we'll take my. I want to get Damian Lillard the ball in the last four minutes of a game with a live dribble below the free throw line. Mm-hmm. But I don't want Damian Lillard bringing the ball up to court when it's Dame time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Why? It, it, it serves. It doesn't serve him. It doesn't serve the team. And that doesn't give us the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. I want him to catch the ball where he can get the ball, have the whole floor available to him and make the best choice, whether that's to shoot it, score it, drive it, pass it, whatever he needs to do. Yeah, and if he's coming up initiating offense, then he has to get the ball back to get that shot. So that's hard for him to bring it up, waste six, eight seconds, then give it up to somebody else, then get it back before he can take a shot in a 24-second shot clock. It just doesn't work out. So a- a- Absolutely. A- a- absolutely. So. Well, BJ, I think that's a great uh, that's a great topic point. Shout out to Chris Haynes for getting the scoop on that story. That'll be uh, I think that'll be the talk of the town uh, for the next week or so, especially as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, as we figure out the standings. Um, so that that is a story we will watch here on pushing through. One more thing, BJ, before we leave, I wanted to ask you about the Phoenix Suns. They clinch a playoff spot. CP3 gets MVP chance the other night. Um, how how cool is it to see you know Monty Williams, this team that was the darling of the bubble, now be a legitimate team that has a real chance uh, and they clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2010. Unbelievable. Big shout out to Suns Nation in the Valley of the Sun. <laughs> and it's been over a decade since this organization has been in the playoffs. And for them to get to the playoffs in a huge way, right? It's very hard to go from a non-playoff team to suddenly... A contender. The best, yeah, they have the second best record in the entire NBA. That's an incredible turnaround. And, you know, it started, you saw the potential in the bubble, and that was before Chris Paul, but you saw what Monty Williams, he was connecting to this team. You you, you saw the fact that Devin Booker was stepping up in a big way. Yep. DeAndre Ayton looks like he's turned the corner. And then you put Chris Paul in the mix, and suddenly you got a, you got a team. And their role players now are playing terrific. Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder and all of those guys. So they've really made a huge leap. They're right in the mix now. And it's late in the season, and you're looking around, you're going, this team has been doing this under the radar all season. They have the best road record in the entire NBA. So clearly they're playing quality basketball on both sides of the ball. And with Chris Paul leading the way, it's not far-fetched to say they can win in the playoffs on an opposing team's home court. So this team, they have my attention. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. They have my attention. They have, you know, we've been talking about shop blockers. DeAndre Ayton is a big athletic big. And young. They have, yeah, they have Devin Booker who, you know what, he's going to always catch the ball with a live dribble ready to attack. Mm-hmm. They have multiple ball handlers where you can take Chris Paul now off the ball and put it in Devin Booker's hands. 
so that Chris Paul can be a scorer when need be. He can be an initiator when need be. He can organize. So they have a team that's versatile. Mikael Bridges is a nice secondary ball handler at the least that can alleviate pressure if there's pressure on the floor. They have shooters. They have scores. They can play pick and pop. And they have isolation players. Mm-hmm. So I like what they have. I like what they're doing. And they're a very consistent team. And more importantly, they've been playing great basketball all season. So this isn't anything new. They haven't gotten hot for a month or two. They've been very consistent, methodically going about their business. And now you look up, they're one game behind. They could finish in first place this year. Think about that. Mm. The Phoenix Suns could win the entire Western Conference this year record-wise. So it's been an incredible run for them. And uh, just say congratulations to, to the Suns organization. It's been a long time coming. And uh, we'll see how it turns out once the playoffs begins. So yeah, we different game. It's a different game, and we got four teams right now that are clinched in the playoffs. And I think all four of those teams have a legitimate shot to really make a run. I mean, Utah is the one that we were still all trying to figure out, but they had the best record in basketball, so you can't throw them aside. And then you got Phoenix, you got Philadelphia, and you got Brooklyn. So those four teams right now are all clinched, and I think that they all have a path to a championship in, in a certain sort of way. Utah is the one. It's. It's going to be a great test. Brooklyn is a great test to see if their defense can be good enough to win a championship. Utah is going to be the test to see if they can play this same way once we get into the nitty-gritty of the playoffs, when the game slows down, when teams aren't letting you swing it around the perimeter uh, and get open threes. So it, it, it is going to be fascinating, but those four teams right now are all clinched, and I think they have uh, they all have interesting stories to talk about. And it's not the usual, we all know who it's going to be. With the Warriors, you know, the past few years, and then it was the Lakers last last year so uh you know the Clippers are still there they're still knocking on the door they're almost clinched um so we'll obviously include them in this conversation but I think those four teams right now are a lot of fun yeah I I agree and you know you you look at those four teams and the funny thing about that and then uh, I just want to say this quickly is you can also add other teams to that who feel they have just the greatest chance to win a championship as those four teams you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Lakers feel good about their chances. Milwaukee. Yep. You know, Miami came out of nowhere last year, so they're st- still sitting around going, oh, we can get back. Yeah, we got a know. shot. Yep. We got a shot. Can't count the Clippers out, right? So there's a lot of basketball to be played. You know, before the injury to Jamal Murray, I like Denver. I love Denver's team. I love what they did. But you know what? Jamal goes out and somehow they're piece of milling this thing together and they're still Michael Porter Jr. You brought him up about their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are a lot of teams out there who feel they have a, a, a chance. And um, I think it's going to come down to health Tate. I think it's going to just come down to health. Who's going to be help. Who's going to be the healthiest down the stretch because you know, there a lot of these star players have missed a lot of time this mm-hmm. year. So whoever can be healthiest at the end, I think will probably end up winning the final game of the season. And unfortunately, that's kind of been the uh, story of Chris Paul's career, right? It's just been trying to keep him him healthy through an entire playoff run. So this Phoenix Suns team, like you said, they've been consistent. They've had good health. They've had good fortune throughout the entire regular season. So fingers crossed, knock on wood, that maybe this time uh, the, the, the chips fall their way because that has not been the case for CP3, uh, especially in the postseason. So... It has not, but 
I'm excited and waiting to see. Yeah. Waiting to see. I like it. We're waiting and seeing. Uh, it is Friday afternoon. This has been pushing through. We appreciate everyone hanging out. We'll be back next week. We got another fun one with BJ, myself, and another Lopez twin. Anything but basketball, this time with Brooke oh. Lopez. And BJ, you had even more fun this time, I think. <laughs> you know what? Can we get those guys back on yes. the show? We got to get those guys back. You know, I feel like now we we are going to be the one division of the podcast. Oh, I like it. I think that's that that's 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 my goal. My that's my new goal. We need a live that's studio audience. That's that's the next tip. We need tip. a live yeah. studio audience. You know, maybe we can get our our our, <laughs> our uh, you know our executives, Lindsay Fitzgerald. You know, we can get her on that. Can we get a live audience <laughs> and, and and get that going? So uh, Lindsay Midas. Tate and I are game for a live audience, you know? We are the superheroes of the podcast world, you know? Uh, yes, yes, you know, yeah. We are the we are the superheroes, you know, of the of that world. There you go. The Avengers, uh, this has been pushing through. I am Tate Frazier. He is BJ Armstrong, and we will see you next week.